0: morning. It's 1 Peter 5.10. Peter says this, and after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you into his eternal glory through Christ, and listen to this, it says, will himself. So the God of all grace will himself restore, confirm, confirm, strengthen and establish you. So God himself wants to touch you. God himself wants to restore you. God himself wants to confirm you. God himself wants to strengthen you this morning. God himself wants to establish you on the path that he's taking you on. And um, God's always calling us. And we always have a choice. It is yes, we'll go, or no. So Will we allow the Lord himself to restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us? It's a yes or a no, but a yes answer means taking a leap of faith. A yes answer means stepping out, sometimes into the unknown. It means taking risks, but wherever we go, wherever he calls, that's exactly where we need to be. And this morning, as we gathered uh, as, as volunteers and leaders before our service Um, There just was so many prayer requests of of people who are, are sick, people who are struggling with and fighting off disease, so many who have family crisis going on. And sometimes when we don't know what God's doing, when we don't know what the answer is, when we don't know what the outcome will be, we just have to stand firm and believe in faith and actually believe the words of the songs we sing like even when we don't see it, God is working. Um, That God does make a way when it seems like there is no way. That God does keep his promises when it seems like everyone else has not kept theirs. But God is faithful. God is just. God is merciful. God is loving. God is gracious. So let's, let's cry out to him this morning. If you just want to, um, in your own words, with your own heart, if you just uh, cry out to God as we pray and ask him to meet us in this place today. God, we, we thank you. You are the God of all grace. Um, you are and have and will call us to your eternal glory through your son, Jesus Christ. God, thank you that, that you are not a God who is far off. But you are a God who is with us, who walks with us, who dwells within us. And you yourself, thank you that you're restoring us. Thank you that you're confirming us into the position of daughter and son. Thank you, God, that you are strengthening us to be able to stand against that which the enemy, our flesh, and the world brings against us. And thank you, uh, God, that you are establishing us. Show us where you want us to establish. Show us where you want us to be rooted so that we can can put our roots there. God, for every sick body, we ask for healing. We ask for your mercy over our flesh. We ask for peace in the place of chaos. We ask for rest in the place of pain. God, for every family that's in crisis or chaos, God, would you please bring order? Would you please bring peace? Would you bring unity and reconciliation? God, we pray for marriages that seem to be at odds with one another to grow closer through and because of you. We pray for children, God, who are uh, wayward or prodigals who have, have left the house of faith to come home. God, we pray for the grandparents here this morning who are praying on behalf of their children and their grandchildren, God, that they would come to know uh, the one true God. God, I pray that as we look at your word today, that we would be challenged, convicted, compelled, and equipped to do every good work you've created us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again so much guys for joining us today. Um, Thank you worship team. Uh, My name is Anthony. If you're just now joining us online or or if you just now showed up, I'm the pastor here at Free Church and I'm not speaking today. I'm going to introduce our speaker here in just a moment, but we are wrapping up a series that we've called Supernatural, looking at the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit And um, I just want to give a couple brief announcements before I introduce our speaker, and it's that the next couple weeks are going to be some big weeks here at Free Church. Next Sunday, November the 6th, at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then at 6 p.m. also, we have a a special guest minister um, coming from the East Coast by the name of Steve Sampson, and Steve Sampson is a very unique minister in that he ministers in the prophetic in some powerful and amazing ways, but does it with genuineness, uh, with humility, and it's not weird or uh, over-the-top dramatic. It's just he listens to God, and God speaks through him as he preaches. And I've um, sat under this man's ministry several times and have been so equipped and encouraged each and every time um, that I've had the opportunity to be ministered to by him. And we are so excited to have him come and wrap up this Supernatural series. And um, someone who ministers in some of these things that we've been talking about, and, and he does it with with humor. So you'll, you'll laugh, you'll be encouraged, you'll be challenged. He'll be here at both of our services next week. And then we'll have a special service next Sunday night at six o'clock Um, just for times of of ministry so we can really um, allow the time that's needed to be ministered to. And if you don't have plans next or this coming Friday, the Friday before next weekend, um, he's going to be at my sister and brother-in-law's church, Hope Point Church on 12th Street. And um, he is going to be ministering there on Friday night. I think it's at 7, but you can look at their website. It's Hope Point Church in Salem, or you can check out on social media. He'll be there Friday Um, I'll be joining um, them there on Friday, and he'll be here on Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Uh, So come prepared uh, to be ministered to and and to bless him as well. The reason I said the next couple weeks are big weekends is because two weeks from today on Sunday, November the 13th, we have um, a special guest worship team coming in from New Hope Christian College in Eugene. Their worship team is going to come and lead us in worship at 9 and 11 a.m., Uh, My son's going to be attending this college next year. We've met some of their worship team over the last couple of weeks, and they're very excited to come and lead worship for us. Um, Sometimes they bring a Hawaiian flair, so that's pretty cool because most of their students are Hawaiian. So um, we won't ask for Hawaiian, but it'll be cool if they provide some Hawaiian music. Uh, But they're going to be leading us in worship. Amazing worship team, uh, very anointed and gifted young people. And so um, come and invite your friends the next couple of weeks for some exciting things. And then last little announcement is things coming up in November. On uh, November the 27th, we are having child dedication. So if you would like to dedicate your babies or your children to the Lord, we're going to be having a child dedication service on Sunday, November the 27th. And that is also the same day that we'll be having our downtown service that evening at the Ike Box at 630. We've had three so far, and they have been so amazing. And so make sure you prepare um, to be there on that post-Thanksgiving Sunday. Uh, Tim Warnock and I are working out a pie fest for that night. If you're curious about what a pie fest is, it involves pie. So without further ado, um, it's my pleasure this morning to uh, introduce you to our in-house guest speaker, um, the the man, the gentleman, uh, the legend that's going to come up and speak. Uh, he, he wandered into our church about three years ago, I believe, around this time of year, and um, he was here before COVID. He stuck out COVID. He's here after COVID. And um, he has been such a blessing uh, to myself. He's been a blessing to our leadership team, um, someone who has served for decades in ministry and has given us a lot of wisdom and encouragement and challenge. And um, that man is Dwayne Smiley. Give him a hand. he's going to come up and share.
1: that was awesome, huh? (laughs) Anthony, you know, we've been talking about the gifts. Anthony obviously has the gift of faith because he's saying all these things about phenomenal message earlier and this and that and the other thing. And man, I don't know about all that. So I'm going to write his gift of faith, I think, for this morning. Hey, I want to just tell you, you know, I, I get tired of hearing all this stuff about we're sick and we're confused and we're depressed and all this because that's not how Jesus works, right? He doesn't work in that, in that realm at all. He doesn't work in that realm, and we don't need to receive that stuff in that realm because God is a God of power. God's a God, power of, strength, God of strength, and God moves in amazing ways, doesn't he? We saying Waymaker. I mean, here, he's here in our midst. He's moving among us. So it's can we turn the lights down or something? I'd I like to see you guys a little bit better. Can I see? Is there something we can do with the lights? I don't know. Yes? No? Man, I'm blinded up here. This is cool. All right. But I want to see the, I think God wants to get between your makeup and your face, so it would be good if I could see your face too, so I want to see if we can do that, if we can somehow turn those lights up a little bit. Anyways, God is here and he's moving, right? And I believe that God can do mighty things, I believe he can set people free, I believe that his hand is upon each and every one of you. He brought you here this morning, he brought you to this church for a purpose. He brought me here three years ago, and it was about three years exactly that I think I popped in here and just kind of hung out. I live like two blocks away. But I lived in an apartment close before that. And I was online looking for churches to go to. And I was looking them all up and I was reading on the websites and stuff. And then I saw this one I thought, ah, that looks pretty cool. I'll go check it out. I mean, Fellowship Church, it's kind of old school name for me. But I thought, I'll check it out, you know, and then we changed our name and I hung out here. I got to know Anthony, the pastor. Great man, by the way. You guys need to support your pastor, right? I mean, you should be praying for him every day. Every day, him and his wife and his family, because you just have no idea the attacks the devil wants to make against the pastor and his family. He will come after them to try to discourage them because he's leading you and he's giving you direction and he's taking you to a place that God wants you to go, right? So you really need to pray for him and protect him. And if I move around a lot, it's okay because I want to keep you awake. So um, the eyes of the Lord, there's a scripture that says the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, strongly supporting those whose hearts are completely his. How many of you whose hearts are completely Jesus' today? So he is here to strongly support you, right? He is going to move, and he's going to do things that are going to strongly support you and get you through things in life. Zion, stand up for a second. got something for you. I don't have it written down. It just kind of came to me. All right, you all know Zion, obviously. He's the pastor's son, right? So Zion's called to be a pastor. He knows that. I've heard that. It's nothing prophetic in that. But I will tell you this. I I know what your name means. It means, um, because I know Zion's in the Bible, Zion means it's a, a high place. It's a holy place. But it also means a city, it means a place of refuge. So what I see, and I, I hope I'm okay with this, what I see in your future and what I see that God's going to do for you, not only is he going to raise you up to be a pastor, but he's going to raise you up to be a pastor of people that need a city of refuge. He's going he's to make your your church like a city of refuge. People are going to come to you and, and come to you. And 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 believe that God is going to bring healing to them. It's going to be a safe place for people to come. It's going to be a place where God is going to speak to you, how to speak into people's lives to make them feel safe and make them be a part of a city of refuge. In fact, God is going to start raising stuff up in you even today, where people are going to start coming to you for ministry, and they're going to they're going to. Some people will say, "I don't even know why I'm coming to you. You're just a young guy. You're 17 or 18 years old. You're a junior in high school, right?" Senior, senior in high school. When I was a senior in high school, I was preaching. So you can preach too. Don't let don't let the adults tell you you can't do this stuff. All right, you can do it. God, God's hand is upon you, and and because of your name and because of some things that are taking place in your life, you are gonna your church, the people you pastor, you're gonna become a city of refuge. And you watch, God's gonna do amazing things for you, and you're gonna branch out. I think you're gonna oversee churches. I think there's gonna be kind of an apostolic thing there working for you. where We're going to start overseeing churches. So if that means something and I'm dead in 20 or 30 years and that happens, you know, good, good. All right. But, and and uh, while we're at it, hey, Matt, stand up. Yeah. You're the only Matt I know. All right. So um, God, God's word for you is... He's put you in a place where you're going to be. You're going to speak life into into your daughters, both your daughters, your daughters and Aubrey's daughters. Um, you're you're in a place that you're in because they're going to need life spoken. Aubrey, you can stand up with them. You're going to need. They're going to need life spoken into them. They're going to need a, a strong man of God that's going to to guide them and give them direction. and And He has placed you and Aubrey together for not just because you guys love each other, but for this purpose that. You are going to raise up daughters, and you're going to raise them up, and, and people in the church are going to look at you as an example on how to raise up daughters and how, how to speak life into your children. Um, I can see that you're going to be, I don't know if you ever thought of children's ministry, but I think it's coming for you, um, where you're going to start speaking life into kids and life because God has given you something, both of you, but he's given you something specifically, Matt, to speak into the life. Of, of young people so i want to pray for you guys real quick father we just pray for matt and aubrey uh, i pray lord that you would give them the wisdom the strength the guidance. holy spirit you would speak to them and give them direction uh, i pray for matt that you would strengthen him daily that you would give him wisdom to speak into his daughter's lives uh, that they would respect the words that come out of his mouth. I pray for Aubrey, Lord, as they work together and they minister together, that you would strengthen both of them, uh, that their house would prosper, Lord. We, we pray for blessing upon their house. We, we come against any attack the enemy would bring against them, Lord. And we ask that in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's get going here. I, I kinda, This is kind of way I speak. I just start getting stuff, and I'll start going. Um, I used to preach in two services, sometimes the 9 o'clock service was different than the other service, I'd do a whole different sermon, so I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens. Are you guys good with that? It's kind of like, you know, you shoot a shotgun, it's got all this scatter stuff, and this, this shot goes everywhere. Some of it might hit you, some of it might not, I don't know. Hey, Oklahoma, how are you doing this morning? Going to say hi, uh, Trina, Ryan, Ladina, you're out there. Ladina, uh, I hope the airplane flight was good with all your kids, that's always exciting. All right, so let's jump into this, All right. So, um, Pastor Anthony's been teaching on the supernatural. And I kind of want to tie some things together and talk about what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit this morning. So, in Luke 24, 49, Jesus says that he's going to send a promise. You will be given power from on high. And so, they gather together in the upper room, right? They're all waiting in Jerusalem. He told them to go wait. They're hanging out together, and they're praying every day, and they're fellowshipping. And it's the time of Pentecost, and things are starting to happen. And we see in Acts 1-1, Acts where Luke starts out in Acts 1, he said, In my former book, Theopolis, Art says, I, I memorized this in something besides New English version, because when I was younger, there was no New English version, right? All right, just like there was no cell phones. But in, it's the, in the first Burko, Theopolis, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. All that Jesus began to do and teach, so he started something. That doesn't mean he got up to that point and it was over, right? He began to do and teach. He began miracles. began to, Miracles happened under the ministry of Jesus. Uh, he changed water into wine. Things began to take place. Healings were taking place. People were getting delivered. Demons were getting put out of people. Things began to happen. But the word there is "began." That's what he began to do. And he's sending the Holy Spirit to continue on that work. And you know who that continues in? It continues in us. It continues in the church. It continues in each one of you. We are called to do the work of Jesus, right? We're just not called to get together and hang out and have a good time. I'm just breaking the news to you. We're called to further the kingdom of God. And the way we further the kingdom of God is we pray We seek the Lord, we get full of the Holy Spirit, and we begin to do the works that Jesus called us to do. Every one of you can pray for someone and they're going to be healed. Every one of you can pray for someone and a demon can be cast out. Every one of you can have the faith to believe. Every one of you can do things in the name of Jesus, right? We do it in Jesus' name. We don't do it in Dwayne's name. Hey, in the name of Dwayne. We don't do it that way, right? We do it in the name of Jesus. And it's just... He says in my former book, Theopolis, and Theopolis was, um, it's a, that O part means he was respected. There's speculation that Luke, who was a doctor, might have been a slave, and he served under Theopolis, which is a possibility. But whether it is or not, but he's, the basic things he said in my former book, which was Luke, I told you about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Begin means begin. That means there's no end. It hasn't ended yet. It just started, right? Are you with me? You guys can say amen if you agree, and you can get excited and stuff, or you can just get up and leave. It's okay. All right? So, either way works for it. All right? So, he began to do these things, and he's continuing to do these things through us. All right? Through us, through you, through me, through all of us. You don't have to be a pastor of a church to do the works of God, right? You don't. Let's, let me say that again so we get that right. You don't have to be the pastor of the church to do the works of God. Amen? All right, so quit making Anthony do all the work. All right, so we don't have to do that. I want to look at another scripture. And I'm going to bounce through a couple scriptures here pretty quickly. Um, i got to watch my time. All right, Acts 2-4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled. You know, I looked up all in a dictionary. You know what it means? All. It means all. It means all. Everybody. We are all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues, not just so they could be cool and speak in other tongues, but actually those tongues were heard by people that were in the area that heard their own language, and all of a sudden people start getting saved. That's how God works. Right? That's how God works. He's a God that moves. He's a God that shakes things up. If we're looking at God just to Jesus, here's this, and there's this, and there's this, and this, it doesn't work that way. God does what God wants to do, and he's going to move in the way he wants to move. Acts uh, 4.31, and when they had prayed... The place uh, in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. They were filled and they spoke with boldness. How many of you have a hard time with boldness? It's okay, you can admit it. Right? Here's my thing I've always been really bold. I, I got saved when I was 14. In fact, next March will be 50 years. I got saved when I was 14. I was running track, and I was a high school freshman. And this guy comes up to me like a junior, or senior, a junior. And he says, hey, man, you, you should come to this thing tonight. It's called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I go, what's that all about? He goes, oh, well, we play pool, and we do this, and we do that. Oh, cool, pool, I can do that. Now, at the time, I was going to this Lutheran church. Oh, I shouldn't have said the denomination. I was going to this church with a friend of mine and his parents, and I wore this little blue blazer, and it had this little lion thing on here that was like this. And, and it was really boring. And um, I went to the church, and... And did the thing and this guy invites me to this fellowship of Christian Athletes meeting, well, will I go? And we're playing pool and we're eating cookies and my athletic director's there. His name's Bill Whitla. And they show this movie called uh, The Rapture. Or You've Been Left Behind. It's an old Billy Graham movie. And man, that movie got over. I was scared, scared. All right. I'm like, dude, they're gonna put the 666 on my head. I'm gonna be dead and I'm gonna be burning in hell. And I got saved because I was scared. So Mr. Widow is like, hey, has anybody got anything to say? Any questions? I'll hang around. Everybody leaves. And here's me, the freshman. By the way, when I was a freshman, I was 4'10", 75 pounds. And uh, I look at Mr. Widow. I go, Mr. Widow, I have a question. And he, he comes over. He goes, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, I don't want to go to hell. He goes, you know anything I saw? I go, to this Lutheran church, man. I don't know. I called, the, I called the church one time when I was like 10 and to ask what I had to do to go to heaven. Because and, and my mom always told me just believe the Ten Commandments. And I had to call like eight churches until I got somebody to talk to, and they didn't even know what to tell me. So anyway, the church was a, church. sometimes can be a mess. So Mr. Woodward leads me in a prayer. I receive Jesus, and the next day I'm telling my friend I got saved. He invites me to his church, but i got to go one more week to this, the other church, the denominational church I was going to. And uh, I, they have communion, right? And so you go up to get your communion, and you kneel on this thing. And um, the, the pastor comes by, and he, he would always get to me, and he'd skip me. Every single time. He never even asked me if I wanted communion. He just skipped me. Well, bold guy that I am, he comes by this time, and he's got the robe and all the fancy stuff on. And he gets here, and he goes, he's going by. I go, hey, wait a minute. He goes, what? I go, I I got Jesus on Thursday. I saw you've been left behind. I got Jesus now. Can I have some of that? And he's like, no, you can't do that because you haven't been through confirmation. I said, confirmation what? I thought you just received Jesus, and you're good to go dude. And he looks at me and he passes on. Needless to say, last time I was at that church. All right. So, I mean, you got to be bold. You got to step out. You got to do what Jesus is calling you to do, right? I mean, just step out. That's what being bold is. Just do it. You know, the old Nike used to have that just do it thing. You just got to do it. You got to call, you got to step out and do what Jesus calls you to do, right? I don't want to be sitting there when I'm 63. Oh, wait, I am 63. I don't want to be sitting there when I'm 83 going, Man, I should have done that. I should have done that. I should have done this, right? I don't want to be that. I don't want to look back on that. I want to do what God is calling me to do right now, right this very minute, right this very second, right? And he's calling every one of us to step out of our little shell. I know it's hard. You know why? Because we're fearful they're going to be rejected. You know what? I gave up a long time caring what people think about me. I just don't care. You know what I really care about? What does Jesus think of me? What does God think of me? What does God call me to do? That's what I really care about, right? Now you're going to have people say, blah, blah. you know what? Just, hey, whatever, dude. Back off. You're, you're, you're hindering me. All right? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pretty blunt. So, like I said, some of the stuff might hit you. Some of it just might, just think, Dwayne's kind of crazy. Let it go. All right? Let's look at another one. Therefore, brothers, Acts 6 3. Pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom. We will appoint to this duty. Well, what they were doing is they were looking for some people. The apostles were looking for some guys that could help serve the widows and food and stuff like that, right? Because there was just things were going crazy. But they said, full of the Spirit. Full of the Spirit. So they're looking for people full of the Spirit to do the work of the Lord, right? Guess what? All of you guys are full of the Spirit. What degree you're full, I don't know. But you need to get full, right? So they're looking for people full. And then we look in Acts 7, 55. And we're talking about Stephen right here. But he... Full of the Holy Spirit. Gazed into heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. This is right before Stephen got stoned. He's preaching this amazing sermon. People are getting all bent out of shape. Like you could probably start stoning me with your Starbucks cups. They're gonna start stoning, right? They're gonna go off on Stephen. But it says he's full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of something. The Holy Spirit was in him. And when the Holy Spirit is when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can do great things in the kingdom of God, right? You can do some amazing things. Not you, but God through you because you're full of his Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Acts 11, 24. For he was a good man. How many of you all think you're pretty good people? Raise your hand. Not very many of you. have got a lot of bad people in here then, huh? <laughs> Come on, be honest. If you think you're a good person, raise your hand. I'm kind of into interactive preaching. So, you know, if you're, I, like I said, I've rolled up my sleeves. We're getting between your face and makeup. God's going to do some things. He's going to speak to you. All right? He was a good man. We're talking about Barnabas right here. Full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. He's just a good guy, full of the Holy Spirit. We're all good guys, or good girls, or good ladies, or good men, full of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes? If you're not, we're going to get you full before the day is over. I'm not, but the Holy Spirit is. You know, we've got to be full. What does it mean to be full? You always hear this thing, hey, are you a glass half empty, or are you a glass half full kind of guy? I know some days I'm half empty. Some days I'm half full. You know, that's just demonic stuff right there. Here's the deal we're not glass half full, half, half empty people. We're bubbling over full of the Holy Spirit and God, right? The water's pouring over us. I mean, we're overflowing with God, right? You can't be half full and half empty. You got Jesus in you, right? Now, if you don't have Jesus, you're you're empty. You just ain't half empty, you're empty. And and Jesus will take care of that. But we gotta be bubbling over. We gotta be full of the Holy Spirit, right? You guys tracking with me? I haven't preached in a while, so I could be off my game here a little bit. So we got to be full of the Holy Spirit, all right? And not half full, not half be. We have got to be overflowing, pouring ourselves out, pouring ourselves out to others to do the ministry of Jesus, right? You guys tracking with me? You with me? Yes? No? Well, when we're full of the Holy Spirit, God does some pretty amazing things, all right? So 2002. Was it 2002? Yeah, 2002. I'd been going to this church in Eastern Oregon speaking quite for a few years. In fact, the gentleman I had led to the Lord was the pastor there. And uh, I led him, led him to the Lord in high school in the locker room one time because um, I, I told him something. And he said, I guess I need Jesus. I said, I guess you do. So I led him to the Lord, and uh, he ended up becoming a pastor. And he, has this, he had this church in Le Grand, and he would call me occasionally. come over and minister once in a while, go over there and talk. Anyway, he calls me one day and says, hey, I'm thinking of uh, stepping down. Would you want to take over the church? Let me pray about it. Let me come over and check things out. I go over there and pray for, I speak every other week for like a summer. Decide I'm going to take it, right? I get to the churches. Like 51 people, they've gone through some things. The numbers have gone up and gone down. Anyway, all that said and done, I've been there a week. And then I hear about this pastor's prayer meeting. It's all the pastors in the city. Now, legrand has got 12,000 people, tons of churches in Legrand. And and they're meeting, they meet at different locations. This week, we were meeting at the Presbyterian Church. So, i would never been. I don't know any of these dudes. It's like 105 degrees, and I'm wearing, like, a running shirt and shorts and a pair of running shoes. And I think, to me, that's normal attire. So I go to the meeting, and these guys are all dressed up. And I'm like, and they're like, who are you? Are you lost? And I'm like, no, I'm a pastor of the, the, this church in town. And I tell them the name, which I changed the name anyway. But I tell them the name, and they go, oh, you're a Yeah, that's me. Oh, did you not get your clothes in the move, one of them said to me? And I'm like. No, dude, this is just how I dress, right? <laughs> what the heck? So we're in this meeting, right? And they're talking about things. Now, remember, I got all denominations here, all right? And I'm not going to say all these denominations, but some of them are like, woo. So I got all these, all these pastors together, and they're talking about the new store in town. And now in Legrand, there's basically a downtown with a couple stoplights. It's gotten bigger since then. But they're talking about the store, and they go, yeah, have you seen the new store in town? just opened like a week ago. They got these huge buckles in there. And this guy starts describing them, a pastor starts describing them. And I'm like, that's that's like a pentagram. He goes, what? I said, that's like a demonic thing hanging in his window. It's a pentagram. Oh, no, they sell all these cool things like crystals and this and that. I go, they what? And he goes, yeah. I said, well, I can't stand that. That's not going to work for me. And one of them goes, what do you mean that's not going to work for you? I said, I can't pastor in this town with this stuff going on. I said, you know what? We need to go down there and talk to this guy right now. Now, this is a true story. This can all be verified. And he goes, they go, what? What are you, crazy? I said, no, I'm going to go talk to him. Who wants to go with me? Nobody. So I get in. I drive down two blocks. I get on the main street of La Grande. I park. It just so happens a guy in my church owns a coffee shop. That's, this, these buildings are all connected. That's right next to the building where Pentagram guy is. And so I go in there. I go, hey, Jerry, I'm sorry if I'm moving. But do I get out of the camera if I move too much? Okay. <laughs> I'm not used to the film and stuff, all right? Hey, you can still hear me. It's good. So I go, Jerry. I, I go into the coffee shop. I go, hey, Jerry, you know anything about this new guy next door with this shop? He goes, I don't know, Pastor. Uh, he just moved in, and he's got tons of people going in. I said, really? He goes, yeah. I said, man. Walk out. I walk in. Now, remember, this is here I am dressed. I walk in, and there's this lady with her little girl. And the little girl goes, Mommy. Mommy, look at these cool crystals. You know, if we place these by our bed, then the spirits are going to come down. What the heck? And I look at this little girl. I said, little girl, you don't want those crystals in your house. Those are demonic. Those are the devil. Mom, you need to get this girl out of the store. I told you I was bold. Lady looks at me. She grabs her kid by the hand and starts taking him out the store. I look in the corner. And there's a guy standing like this. And he's about 6'5", and he's got this big bushy black beard and this ponytail. And I walk up to him, and I go, Hey, are you the head witch? Remember, this is verified, all right? you can Check this out. I go, you're the head witch? And he goes, no, I'm the head warlock. I said, good, just the guy I want to see. I said, you know who I am? He goes, someone to just kicked somebody out of my store. I said, right. I said, but you know who else I am? He goes, who? I said, I'm the new pastor in town. And I got to tell you, dude, this town ain't big enough for both of us. Your stuff isn't going to work with God. You need to close down the shop and get out of here right now. I said, I am not going to tolerate this. I'm going to pray against you. I'm going to pray that stuff happens. I'm going to pray you get no business. I'm going to pray that you get taken down. He goes, yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, in fact, before a year is up, you're going to have to close this store down. And you're going to have to leave the country. Now, I don't know where I get this from. I'm prophetic sometimes. And I, but it just comes right out, right? And the guy looks at me. and goes, yeah, we'll see about that. And I go, yeah, we will. I turn around and walk out. I am walking in my car I go, what did I just do? Sunday morning rolls around, get up from my church, 51 people, brand new pastor. They already think I'm crazy because I'm from Portland and all the weirdos come from Portland. And I I said, hey, guys. So I tell them the story. And they're looking at me like, are you out of your mind? I go, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray against this guy. We're going to pray against the closed down. We're going to pray, 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 and we're going to see what God does. And they're like, okay. So. Every day I drive down the road, I go by this guy's shop, in the name of Jesus, and I'm praying as I'm driving. I go into the coffee shop, people in the coffee shop thought I was crazy, I put hands on the wall, and I'm praying against this guy's business, right? So this goes on, 359 or 60 days later, I go in to get hot chocolate from Jerry, because I don't drink coffee, I drink his hot chocolate, and he goes, pastor, guess what? And I go, what? He goes, the guy next door is closing his business. I go, really? Really? He goes, yeah, and you'll never guess what else. I go, what? He goes, he had a work visa. He's from England. He's being deported back. He has to leave town in three days. And I go, really? You got to act like, yeah, I knew it all along. Really? And Jerry goes, just like you said, I can't believe it. He goes, man, you got to tell the church. I go, hold that thought. Now, there's a scripture in, um, oh, in Joshua. I think it's Joshua 10 or Joshua 12. Uh, they captured the Amorite kings. They put them in a cave. Then Joshua had them bring them out. He had the leader stand on their neck, right, to show that they were, they were done before they hung them. But anyways, so I'm thinking, I'm going to go talk to this dude. So I walk out, walk in, walk back in. He's standing. I go, hey, warlock, remember me? And he goes, yeah. I said, remember, I'm the pastor. Boom, boom, boom. He goes, I said, hey, I heard you have to close down. It's been almost a year, hasn't it? Remember the Lord said? And he's just staring at me. I said, And then I heard, you have to leave the country. I said, just like God said. I said, I told you, you can't beat God. And he goes, yeah. And I said, here, but here, we're going to give you an opportunity. God's going to give you a shot. You repent right now and pray and turn your life over to Jesus. You turn this store into a Christian bookstore, and you can stay. And he looks at me, and goes, I'm not doing that. I said, well, then goodbye, guy. And he's out, and I leave, and that's me putting my foot on his neck. I leave and I go tell my church, and they freak out. After that, they're like crazy. I have a lady come up to me, Pastor, there's a bookstore in town. And in the back of the bookstore, they're selling pornographic stuff. You need to go over there. You know what I said? You need to go over there. You need to go over there. You need to do something. All right? God's calling you. So when you're full of the Holy Spirit, stuff just starts happening, right? I mean, you got to step out. And this was, this was me. I, all of a sudden, I became full of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what came over. you ever seen the movie, the Italian, the Italian Job, where the guy goes, it's just the Holy Spirit in me. But the Holy Spirit come over me, and I went in, and I went after it, and I told that guy, right, we're called to change the atmosphere. When we walk into some place, when Jesus walked into a room, what happened? The atmosphere changed, right? When he went into a city, the atmosphere changed. People came from all over to get healed. People came to Jesus. He changed the atmosphere Jesus is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You can change the atmosphere, right? We are atmosphere changers. You can change the atmosphere of your friends. You can change the atmosphere at your school. I used to wear this shirt that said, One Way Jesus, when I was in school, I carried my Bible everywhere, and I would get harassed for it. In my junior year, this I took a cooking class, and I learned how to make pumpkin pie and bread. And I'm sitting in class, and I took my Bible with me everywhere. It was in this black leather case. you zip it open, zip, zip. It was a King James Bible. And I was always reading. I was always preaching. I sat with these four guys at a table. These guys all smoked marijuana during break. We had a park. I sat with, I sat with the dudes like that because I wanted to see them get saved, right? So I sat with these guys, and there's a guy named George Skinner. Now, George was a big guy. He's like 6'5". And my junior year, I was like 5'3". So finally, one day, George goes, Pastor, or not Pastor, Dwayne, or Smiley, because that was my last. Smiley, I'm tired of hearing you preach to us. And I said, well, I'm not going to stop. And he goes, Here's the deal. I'm going to take your Bible, and he grabs my Bible, and I'm going to flick through it anywhere I want. Wherever I put my finger, if you can tell me what that says, well, you can preach to us as long as you want, and I'll make these guys listen because I'm big. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how many verses in the Bible? How many books? I'm thinking, there's no way. But I'm sitting there, you know, what are you going to do? You're on the spot. And typical me. All right, George, go for it. Now, I mean it's to George. My friend and I had started memorizing the book of James a week previous. We started chapter, chapter one. And I was like, Scott, let's not memorize verse one. Let's start at verse two, because verse one's just an introduction. He goes, No, if we memorize verse one, then we can say we did it all. I said, okay. So George takes my Bible and he's flipping through it, flipping through it, flipping through it. I got no markers, no nothing, no paper, no nothing in there. He's just flipping through, flipping through, and all of a sudden he dang. Looks at me, he goes, All right, smiley. James 1:1. 1, 1. James, the servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. <laughs> Other guys at the table. Did he get it, George? Did George? It? George closed the key. I can't believe you know that. George got saved right there at the table. All right? I'm telling you, when you're full of the Holy Spirit and you're doing what God's telling you to do, you're going to change the atmosphere, right? You are going to change the atmosphere. We need to change the atmosphere. The Holy Spirit changes the atmosphere. You know, we sit there and we're on the back. We need to be on the attack, church. The church needs to be on the attack. The devil's on the attack. Is the devil bigger than God? No, he's not. We need to be on the attack. We need to be going forward. We we are full of the Holy Spirit and we need to be moving. Anthony talked about all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hey, they're there for us. They're there for the church to move forward. It's not so you can be cool and say, I'm a prophet. Yeah, I'm an apostle you're just hospitality, it's cool, but I'm the apostle. No, that's not the way it is. God works through every gift, and he works through every one of us. He disperses the gifts as he sees fit. And we are to pursue the gifts. Why? To impact for the kingdom of heaven, right? We need to change the atmosphere. The Holy Spirit will change the atmosphere in a room, a church. He'll change it all the time. He is going to change the atmosphere. I used to have my leaders come to me and say, hey, Pastor, uh, we, we want to pray for people and get healed. I said, really, you do? He goes, yeah, c- come on. And they go, what do you mean, come on? And we go out to my car, we get in my car, and we drive to Safeway. Now, there's one Safeway in Le Grand. and it had, at that time, the only Starbucks. So they go, why are we going to Safeway? I said, we're just going to start praying for people in Safeway. Huh? I said, we're going to change the atmosphere in Safeway. And they're like, you're crazy. So I, we go into Safeway, and I said, okay, pick somebody. They go, what? I said, pick somebody. They go, what, said, they go, what do you mean, pick somebody? You guys want to pray for people that are sick, need healing, or whatever's going on in their lives, pick somebody. Like, so this was the one lady pushing a cart. I go, here, I'll start. I walk and say, Hi, ma'am, I'm Dwayne. We're just here in the store praying for people that need healing. Uh, God, God told me that you got something going on in your lungs. Is that right? Am I off? Oh, I smoked for 40 years, and the doctor says I'm got starting to get lung cancer, and I'm so afraid I'm gonna die. And ma'am, we're gonna pray for you right now. And I pray for her. I gave her my phone number. I said, I want you to follow up with me. We prayed for her in Safeway. She called me three weeks later after going to the doctor. Her lungs were clear. I'm just saying, what I'm saying by that is it's not me. It's God, right? But we got to step out. Go change the atmosphere somewhere. I used to go to Starbucks like I was preparing for my sermon and sit at the table and wait for people to sit down at me and look at me. Hey, do I know you? No? Hey, I'm Dwayne. You know, I just feel the Lord's got a word for you. And i start telling, people start crying in Starbucks because, like, God's reading their mail, right? But God wouldn't be reading their mail if I didn't take a step out and be bold, a little bold, right? And it's just, he, you know, if God is telling you to do something, you've got to do it. Trust me, the devil's not telling you to lay hands on the sick so they get healed. That's not what the devil tells you. So if God, if you hear a voice saying, hey, go lay hands on that person, they're sick, it's not the devil. It's God, all right? So if it's God, go do it, right? Go do it. All right? We've we just got to be faithful. That's why the Holy Spirit is so messy in churches. Because it's been messed up. It's been abused. It's been misused. He's been misused. I mean, weird stuff happens when the Holy Spirit goes out, right? And people get this mindset, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's just not right. You know what? Sometimes things are messy. But you got to get through the mess to get to the good stuff, Right? We've got to get through the mess to get through the good stuff. Hey, worship guys, I got, you can, you can relax. It's going to be a few minutes. All right, we've <laughs> we got to get through the mess. We've got to get through the good stuff, all right? Because God is calling us to do that. We've got to do that. He has called us to change things. He's called us to be his ambassadors, all right? He's called us to do things for the kingdom of heaven. And that's just releasing what God has given us. He's filled us with the Holy Spirit. We need to do something with it, all right? We've got to change the atmosphere. I believe that we can change the atmosphere in a city. How many of you think revival can happen in Salem? Uh, Salem, Oregon. Yeah, it can. It happened in Brownsville, Pennsylvania. It happened in in the Welsh revival. God breaks out in crazy places. But God breaks out because he has people that are willing to step up and let him move, right? Right? I think there's going to be revival in this church. I think this church is going to see great growth that you've never seen before. This thing going on Sunday night is just a precursor. The once a week thing or the once a month thing, that's a precursor to what God is going to do. God gave Anthony the vision to impact downtown, right? Yes? So if God gave your pastor that vision, you better get behind it, all right? Because here's what's going to happen. People that are going to start showing up and not know why they're there. I told my church on the ground, people are going to start showing up here and they're not going to know why they're here. They're like, you're crazy. Now i got like 125 people. They're starting to buy into it a little bit. And so I'm sitting in my office. It's 110 out. And I don't have the air conditioning in my office because we didn't have that huge of a budget. So I have it off during the day. So I go to work and I wear shorts and a t-shirt, running shirt, running shoes, whatever. I'm sitting in there. And we have this huge gravel parking lot. Now you can see our church from the freeway. You can see the back of it. There's no exit right there, all right? You just can't get off and come right to my church. It didn't work that way. You had to go through all these side streets and whatever. Anyways... I hear this big noise in the parking lot. And I look out, and here's this guy in this big semi-truck driving through my parking lot. Oh, what the heck? I don't got deliveries like that. There's no Amazon back in that day. And so um, I hear a park. Brakes go down. Door opens. Guy gets out. I'm thinking, is this guy coming in? I hear the door. I don't have a secretary at the time. She's out doing secretary stuff. I run in. I walk out. And he goes, he goes, hey, uh, are you the janitor? I go, no, but I work here. Can I help you? He goes, yeah, dude. I mean, I was going down the freeway with my load, and the next thing I knew, I was in this parking lot at this church. I go, what? He goes, I didn't plan on getting off here. I don't even know how it happened. All of a sudden, I was just found myself in this gravel parking lot. Come to my office. The guy's from Ohio. What's going on in your life? He breaks down. He starts crying. He says his wife's going to divorce him. She's going to leave him. He's crying. He doesn't know what to do. I pray for him. I said, God's going to restore your marriage. I pick up the phone. What's your, what's your phone number? I call his wife. put her on speaker. Hey, this is Dwayne Smiley. I'm a pastor here in Oregon. Your husband just ended up in my driveway in our parking lot for no reason whatsoever. But really, there's a reason because God's calling people to our church that so they just don't know they're going to show up. They're going to be here. And she's like, what the heck is going on? So anyway, I start praying. I start talking to her. And I get them talking about their marriage. He goes home. God restores their marriage. And he calls me and says, hey, my wife and I, everything's great. We're plugging into a church. Things are really going great. Thanks. And I'm like, hey, me, it's God. Just move on, right? People will show up. People are going to come in. Add had the, the head Mormon dude of the city of La Grande show up at my church. He's like 90 years old. He's got this oxygen tank. Sits down in service. I'm getting up there ready to Getting ready to start service. I'm playing guitar or something. One of my leaders comes, Hey, you know who's here? I'm like, I don't care. Who? And he goes, One of the head guys of the Mormon church in Le Been one the, of the pillars of the, the Mormon church for 70 years in Le Grand. I go, huh? I don't care. And he's like, But he's here. And I'm like, so, Okay. So I pray. I, I mean, I preach. And obviously, I, I talked about being saved and how the Mormon church can't save you. And sorry if that offends anybody. And, uh, and uh, the guy's sitting there. I get down, I walk down, I go, hi. And he goes, he goes, I go, he goes you know I'm a big big guy in the Mormon church, right? I said, so I've heard. And I said, well, why are you here? He goes, I don't know. Then now the Mormon church was a half a mile down the road on the same street as our church. He goes, I don't know, but all of a sudden I was in your parking lot. All of a sudden I pulled in here. And all of a sudden I'm sitting here. Now, I've never heard Jesus talk like that before. Really? So I sit down and talk to him. I lead him to the Lord. He died two weeks later from cancer. God will bring people into your life, right? He's going to do some things. So how do we be filled? How are ways that we can be filled? Okay, Susan, we're good now. How can we be filled? I'm kind of all over the place, I know. I'm sorry. First off, you've got to ask your question. Are you sure you want to be filled? If we're going to be filled, here's the deal. We've got to be filled with good things. Not bad things. So in order to be filled, we have to empty, right? Empty out the bad things. It was weird. I mean, Anthony was talking, was it this morning? I don't know when you were talking. I was like, man, I'm going to speak on that. What the heck? Oh, that must be God. It's a God thing, right? You've got to empty yourself. We have to empty ourselves out of the things that are not good for the kingdom of God. We have to empty ourselves out of things. If, If we're coveting money we got to empty ourselves out of that. If we're coveting um, leadership, you got to empty yourselves out of that. God will elevate you. You can't elevate yourself. You know, if you're living in sin, you got to quit living in sin. Does that mean you're going to quit sinning? No. But you got to quit living in it, right? If you're having a problem with pornography, quit looking at the sites, right? Empty yourself out and say, God, I want you to pour into me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Pour into me and fill me. We have to ask do you want to be filled? If you want to be filled, here's what you need to do. We need to present ourselves. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says this. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may, be, may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we have to present ourselves to the Lord. And that's real easy. Lord, just fill me. Holy Spirit, come and fill my heart. Holy Spirit, fill me to overflowing. And you know what? If you ask, God will. Isn't that amazing? If we ask, God does, right? So he is going to fill. So we have to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual service of worship. We present ourselves. When we worship, when we do worship, we shouldn't just all stand out there at our Starbucks and our coffee and go, you are here, moving in. Yeah, we worship you. We got to get into it. God wants us to worship. I, you know what? Here's the deal. If you don't like worship now, man, wait till you get to heaven. It's going to be bad for you because that's all we're going to do is worship, right? So we might as well get ready now. You know what I'm saying? Start worshiping the Lord. Get excited. About, I mean, he gets excited about worship. Have you ever seen him worship? Man. It's better than watching Disco Dave. I'm telling you, he is gone. He is sold out for Jesus. We got to get sold out for Jesus. When we worship, we need to invest in our worship. We're worshiping the King of Kings. We're worshiping the Lord of Lords. We're not listening to Taylor Swift. I like Taylor, but hey, I ain't worshiping Taylor. You know what I'm saying? We got to worship Jesus. It's not. A, it's not like we're gonna sit here and go, oh, cool. <laughs> Man, that Nathan, he's good on the guitar. I'm just going to watch Nathan today when he leads worship. That's not what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about we worship God, right? So present yourselves. Worship the Lord. Present yourself. Next thing we've got to do is we've got to ask. Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Ask will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be open. This is a very familiar scripture. Of which one of you, is his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? All we got to do is ask. We don't have to go wait in the upper room anymore. The Holy Spirit is here. He's been here. The Holy Spirit is an it. It's not a thing. It's a he, it's a him, it's a person. And he lives and resides within us. And he wants us to seek after him because he wants to release his power through you, right? He wants to release his power so you can affect the kingdom. The next thing is we've got to be obedient, Acts 5.32. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. We have to be obedient. We have to obey the Lord which means we have to sacrifice some stuff, right? God is calling us to be sold out for him. He is calling us to do everything for him. He is calling us to be obedient to him. If God says, hey, I want you to get this and I want you to go do that, go do it, right? I have a friend, uh, he's since passed away, but I, I went to the Philippines. I was in the Philippines for a long for a while and we preached and did crusades and this Filipino pastor I was with, and I mean, we prayed for, we saw blind people get healed. We saw all kinds of stuff, and, and, uh, the Lord said, I want you to go pray for this dead guy. And the pastor's name was Levi. And Levi, in the way he tells it, he goes, so I said, okay, God, I go pray for dead guy. I've never prayed for a dead guy before. He goes over and he starts praying for the dead guy. And he prays. And he prays. And he prays. And he prays. And guess what? The guy stayed dead. And so Levi's like, well, God, uh, what's up? All these people watching. You told me to go pray for the dead guy. And uh, you know what God said to Levi? I just want to see if you'd be obedient. I just want to see if you'll be obedient. God wants to see if we're going to be obedient. All right? He wants an obedient heart. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, strongly supporting what? Those whose hearts are what? Completely His. Completely His. Let's look at the last one. Have faith. Galatians 3 2. Let me ask you only this Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? We have to have faith. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit's going to us up. We have to believe that we're going to be overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to work through us. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to change the atmosphere. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to bring healing. You know, here's the deal. Everybody thinks it's abnormal for healing and all this stuff to happen. That's not normal. It, it's normal. Normal Christianity is things breaking out. Normal Christianity is miracles. Normal Christianity is people getting healed. Normal Christianity is people getting saved all the time. Normal Christianity is discernment uh, coming out of someone's mouth. Normal Christianity is words of knowledge. Normal Christianity is churches being folded and impacting the city that they're in and the country, right? That's normal Christianity. What's not normal is not letting the Holy Spirit fill you up and do what he needs to do. That's not normal Christianity, that's abnormal. Look at the book of Acts. That was normal stuff. Look at Jesus. That was normal stuff. All right? The church has gone away from that. Not this church. Not this particular body. But the church has gone away from that as a whole. Look at our country. What a mess. Right? But if we begin to walk, if we begin to do what the Holy Spirit says, if we begin to be obedient, and we begin to practice normal Christianity, which is people getting saved, people getting healed. You know, I get on an airplane. You guys, can I hang out for a minute? All right, I got I get on airplanes, right? And I would go, and you know, when you're on an airplane, you're kind of captive, audience with next to you. That's why people put their headphones on now. But before all that, I'd get, I'd get on airplanes and I'd talk to the people next to me, hey, how you doing? You know, a little prelude before you take off, blah, 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 blah. And eventually I would come down to work. And the guy go, well, where are you going? I'm going so and so. And he goes, oh, what are you do? And I, a lot of times I was going to speak somewhere. And he goes, I go, what are you doing? And he'd tell me. And he goes, well, what are you doing? And he goes, I go, well, I'm in my father's business. He goes, Really? You do your dad's business? Yep, I'm in my father's business. And he goes, Well, what's what does your father's business do? I said, Well, my father's business is casting out demons, healing the sick, and proclaiming the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. He goes, What kind of business is that? That's <laughs> the Jesus business. You want to hear about it? By the way, you got anything you need prayer for? Can I tell you about Jesus? The guy's looking around like, where am I gonna go? The plane's full. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to be obnoxious, but, man, I'm going to take the shot if I got it, right? So that's what we do. That's our business. It doesn't matter what kind of work you're doing. Your real business, your real job is casting out demons, healing the sick, proclaiming the kingdom of God, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and impacting the kingdom, right? Impacting the atmosphere. I tell you what, you guys ever watch the movie Top Gun? Right, there's Top Gun Maverick, right? And then there's Top Gun. It came out in 1986. The very first night it came out, I was there. Some of you were not even born yet, but I was there, and I went and saw it. And at the end, you know, Goose, you know, they get in that airflow thing, and Goose they eject, and Goose hits its head, and Goose dies. Right? Don't worry about Goose. He went on and starred in a TV show called ER. He made millions of dollars. All right. But in the end, there, you know, Maverick had time getting back in the saddle, and finally he got up, and they sent him out on the aircraft carrier. And Ice didn't want him up there because he didn't think he was going to do his job. And they sent up, and they got the MiGs flying all over. And Maverick gets up there, and he's with Ice, and his MiGs flying all over the place. And all of a sudden, Maverick's like, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. His guy in the back says, like, what are you talking about? Maverick, you got to get in. No, 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 it doesn't feel right. He shoots off into the sky. Maverick, you got to get back in there. The guy in the ship, Maverick. And I knew he was going to do this to me. And all the time, Maverick. Like, Goose, talk to me, Goose. Goose, Goose, talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. Well, Goose must have told him to get back in the fight, but he, so he did. Right? And then he went down, shot the Migs became a hero, and made a sequel that he made billions of dollars on. All right, here's the deal. You're saying, what should I do? You know what God's saying? You need to engage. You need to engage. That's what he's saying. He says it in his word. He speaks it to your heart. You need to engage. We don't need to be going, God, what should I do? God, what should I do? I don't know, go cast out some demons. I don't know, go heal some sick people. Go proclaim the kingdom of God. Go be a friend to your brother that's struggling. Go bless somebody financially. Go pray for somebody. Take some food to somebody. Go do something. But don't just sit there and go, what should I do, God? What should I do? You know what? Because God can't do nothing until you get off, you know, your backside and start walking and start doing something. So we need to engage, right? We need to engage. I got this Apple Watch. My wife gave me this Apple Watch. She'll be here next service. I'll introduce you to you. She's a nurse. She's not here a lot because she travels. But I got this Apple Watch. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff on this Apple Watch that I still haven't figured it all out. But I do know this. I can set this thing called the rings for my activity. And if I finish every day, this thing goes, poosh, 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 all these rings go off, right? You got that, Anthony? All those rings go off? Anthony and I are real hard workers. Anyway, all these wings go off, right? But here's the deal. I gotta do something to make the rings go off. They're just not gonna go off, right? I got a Peloton in my garage. If I just go out there and look at the Peloton and I never get on it, is it doing any good? Nope, I gotta get on the Peloton and do it, right? So the word to you this morning is get out and do something. Get full of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna do a song and then we're gonna pray for you. Um, I'm gonna just wait a minute, I want them to do a song. I want you to enter into some worship. But guys, I want to encourage you this morning. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Seek the things that God has you seek. If you had something in the past, there's a scripture in, in Proverbs, that talks about where there's no, Proverbs 2019, where there's no vision the people cast off restraint. And really what that scripture is about, it's about prophecy if there's no prophetic vision. But I wanna tell you, get back to your vision. When you first got saved, remember that excitement? Some of you had vision to do great things for God, and things in life came, against, came up against you And you've let that vision flame out a little bit. God is telling you this morning, recapture that vision. Recapture what God has for you. Get full of the Holy Spirit and begin to move. So let's do a song, and then we're going to pray. And I know I ran over like a couple minutes, but that's okay. The other people come in, they're always late anyway, so we're good. All right, we good? you to be bold this morning all right i'm gonna name a couple things i'm gonna ask you to raise your hands Do we have some people that can come up here to pray for some folks um i really believe god wants to do some things first off i want who out who out there feels like they lost their vision a little bit who out there felt they had vision and god called them to something and things have happened in life and they kind of let go of the vision raise your hand be bold raise your hands those hands up, alright? Keep them up, keep them up. I want you all to come forward. Those of you, raise your hands. We're people up here, pray for y'all. Here's, here's what's gonna happen. This is the word for you guys. God is gonna restore your vision. God's gonna release new things to you. God's gonna give you a new a new uh, vitality, a new direction. And what he wants you to do is he wants you to push into him. He wants you to push into him and say, God, restore that vision. God, restore that which, which the enemy has tried to take away. God's going to restore that vision to y'all, right? So you got to have faith in that. you got to step out. Ask God to fill that with you, all right? And you guys keep praying for them. All right. Um, who wants to be full of the Holy Spirit? You want to be full of the Holy Spirit? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Come, come over this way to Pastor Anthony. You know, Susan's going to help out. They're going to pray for you. We're going to, guys, here's the thing. The Lord really wants to fill you up. So he's going to empty some stuff out. And sometimes being empty is kind of tough. It's kind of a tough thing to be emptied. But man, is it a glorious thing to be full, right? God is, hey, listen to this, listen. God is going to change your guys' lives. This is a huge turning point for you right now. This is a turning point. God's going to fill you, and all of a sudden you're going to start hearing God telling you to do things. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you to do things. And what I want you to do is I want you to step out and be faithful, all right? All you got to do is be faithful. It's on God to do everything else, right? You know what I'm saying? So be full of the Holy Spirit. Let God touch you. They'll pray for you over there. All right, let's see. Hold on a second. I want to pray for Kim real quick. Um, Kim, I believe that the Lord has set you in a place in your life right now where you're going to impact a lot of people. And I'm not talking about kids at your school You already impacted other people other places um, there's a book I read a long time ago called Hans Heinstein on high places I believe God's going to set you on high places he's going to give you the ability uh, to walk in a difficult situations and he's going to give you the ability to navigate those situations and speak life into people speak direction into people uh, what you're going through now with what's happening with your family is is something that god is in charge of god's in control of and he's going to bring you through this in a better place you don't see it now but he's going to and you're going to be like a Heinz you a high place you're going to have where deer can hike and, and rams can go where nobody can go up steep mountains do sharp curves you're going to be able to do that but you're going to do that in spirit you're going to do that and be able to speak into people's lives because you can get through things that are better i just want to tell you that all right um I just want to encourage the rest of y'all that are here. Does there anybody here that doesn't know Jesus? You've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life? Anybody? If you haven't, raise your hand. We're going to pray for that. Jesus wants to be Lord of your life. If He's already Lord, that's awesome. He's doing great things. We're going to close with the song Waymaker. And I, I want to just say thank you to Pastor Anthony for letting me speak. I hope something hit home to somebody. Take what you heard today, and if something hit home, go... Go talk to God about it, all right? And go let God do do what He wants to do in you. And hey, if something happens, come up and give me a testimony. Tell me what happens. I always like to hear. So let's close with Waymaker.